This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. And on the other mic, why are you holding your mouth shut right now, Barry, like you just did something horribly wrong? I want you to see that I'm not going to say anything. Last oh. week, you paused, and I said it's Barry at the same time you said Barry, and we, we like, collided on mics. And you realize this is the second take of this, because we just did this, and we had the same problem as last week. And you said, let's not, let's just redo it. Now we're doing the whole fucking thing You, you think we again. would have discussed what the plan was going to be. I mean, it's a simple thing. All right, I'm Craig. Somebody call me Axe. That's Barry. This is season two. Episode 36. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Ross from Sydney, Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What up, Barry motherfucking D? What's up, Axe? Happy birthday. Mm, I am the birthday boy tonight. (laughs) A birthday show. A Knicks podcast with you, Barry. Wow. What an idiot. (laughs) What a stupid way to celebrate my very old feeling birthday. Look, it's the end of the day. You experienced it all day. What, What a better way to cap it off. Is what I'm thinking. That's what you're thinking? I'm thinking, let's just get this shit over with so I can go eat some cake and oh. watch Syracuse in the tourney tonight. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast takes the second place seat to cake. Dude, yeah. by the way, hats off to Clyde Frazier for those beautiful words about that fuckface LeBron. <laughs> it wasn't even that harsh. I mean, it was pretty honest, and it's what anybody, any normal thinking person would think. <laughs> Could you believe the blowback against no. Clyde for that? First of Did all, by the way, that's really the, give that's the first besides... time. That's the yeah. first time, by the way, that I've agreed with anything Clyde has ever said. I think, <laughs> ever. But the blowback the next day was ridiculous. Was there a lot of people? I thought I I mean I know about the Steven Jackson thing, but was there other people involved too? Steven A, like Steven Jackson. Uh, there were there were other people. Maybe people like, not named Steven. How dare anybody speak like about LeBron, the guy sitting seven seats away from the rest of his teammates on the bench. The guy who leading up to that game, we saw so many clips, we've talked about it so many times. Of him just not interested in the game, letting Players blow by him, throwing his arms up. Fuck LeBron. He's done. He has corrupted that entire Lakers young team. And he deserves to be ridiculed. Am I wrong, Barry? No, no. Any spit that gets spat his way, he deserves to feel it. You're absolutely right. Dude, that motherfucker called himself the king of New York after he beat the lowly Knicks last season. 
That's not very nice. What's not very nice? To call yourself the king of New York. Not you. What you're saying okay. is totally fine. I'm saying what he did is not very nice. You don't call yourself the king of New York. How dare you? So I know this is old news by now, but when Hazonia stuffed him, Hazonia, by the way, who has all the great highlights of the season, amazingly. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, whether it's his antics, you know, that, stepping over Giannis or, you know, uh, his play with the crazy dunks, you're right. That photo of LeBron on his knees and Hazonia like pointing and laughing at him. How far the king has fallen in one season. Last year, walking on our logo, touting himself the king of New York. This year, getting stuffed by a Croatian who can barely get in the games and being laughed at and pointed at while he bows down to him. That was a beautiful picture. Beautiful. How about that Knicks viewing party? For any of you who went, thank you. I was great seeing you and talking to you, getting to... Getting to meet so many of our listeners, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Yeah, it was really yeah, cool. It's Friday. cool when you we were me and Barry are walking around selling raffle tickets, handing out Hard Nick's Life stickers. Yeah, let me say at first I I didn't even want that job, you know, because I did it at the last party. Right. But like then I realized again, actually this is great. You know, you get to walk through the whole room. By the end of the night, you've met basically everybody because you're you know like I said just just filing through and it was awesome. Like we were handing out stickers and basically. I mean, it seemed like almost everybody we handed a sticker to was like, oh, yeah, I listen to you guys all the oh, time. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Like, basically, Barry's doing all the work, and I'm just coming up from behind, slapping stickers down the yeah. table going, it's a hard fucking Nick's life. Yeah. And then I'm sticker. like, it's a, and, then I, and then everyone looks at you weird, and I'm like, it's a podcast. And they're all like, yeah, I know, I listen. And we're like, what? Why? <laughs> Such a shock, right? <laughs> Such a shocker. How about when you gave it to, I think this was Justin from the Bronx. You gave him the sticker. And what was the first thing he did when you handed it to him? <laughs> come on. Justin from the Bronx was awesome. No, he was great. So I don't, you don't, oh, I don't want this it. to come no, off the, the wrong way, but. No, it was hilarious. We don't have that many stickers, right? And <laughs> Justin crumpled it up like it was a receipt after, you know, shopping. And, and then just staring. And then like, <laughs> like two minutes later, step. uncrumpled it. And was like, oh, the pain, the passion, the podcast. That's awesome, man. <laughs> it actually says that on there. I'm like, yeah, I know. There's words on there. <laughs> Why'd you crumple it up? <laughs> it was great meeting Justin, everyone. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Mm -hmm. By the way, really sad news to report on Barry. Sad news for me. Yeah. Sad news for everyone who listens to It's a Hard Next Life and Barry. Special announcement. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> In probably just a few months, Barry will no longer be recording the show from his home bathroom studio because <laughs> he has sold his house. Barry, what's going to happen? Are you, I mean, at the new house, are you going to still record in a bathroom? Or are you going to have a, are you, I know you haven't found a house yet. You've only sold yours. Right. Are well, you gonna, are you, well, are you, thing. I, when you I and your wife my... are looking through houses, are you like, no, I need a special, I need a special kind of bathroom to record the podcast. Exactly. I bring my laptop, space. my mic, I sit in the bathroom. I, I tell the realtor, just give me a minute. Give me a right. minute. And I say, <laughs> what's up, Ax? And I, you know what? The acoustics in here just, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it. 
<laughs> no, you know, my wife actually told me when we were, you know, when we realized we were going to sell our house and look for a new one, she, she said to me, you can have your own podcast room in the new Get house. Get the fuck out of here. Are you yes. serious? So as long as we find a house with enough bedrooms that we could turn one into a podcast room, I've got her blessing. That would be amazing. It would be amazing. No more, no more podcasts. And not, not to say I don't love recording from a bathroom because I do. This is a, <laughs> I love the setup I have in here. Barry, but everybody, like there's so many people, even at the Knicks viewing party, <laughs> they were like, you're the dude from the, I don't know. I don't remember how they phrase it, but they were like, you're the dude from the bathroom. Yeah, I've gotten that. And, and then like, at, I don't know if it was at this party or the last one, like some people will say, oh yeah, you guys do the bit about you pretending that you're in the bathroom as you do the podcast, right? I'm like, mm, well, no, I'm in there. It's real. He's fucking right in there. <laughs> right in that there. is the real deal. Oh, actually, somebody said, you, you really do your podcast from the commode? The commode, like, not, they called it? They called it the commode. I said, I'm not on the commode. <laughs> it is in the room. I do like to tell people that you're actually sitting on the, on the commode. It's a funnier image, for it's sure. It's funnier, yeah. <laughs> no, my bathroom's big enough. I got a chair in here. But anyway, back, how about on to you? Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's a... Uh... You know, when you've had this many of them, we all know it's it's really pretty meaningless. Yeah, if it doesn't fall in a decade, it's kind of not that important. You want to listen to some happy birthday uh, voicemails? Yes. We got today? Yes. All right, here's one. What's up, Craig and Barry? Just calling in to wish Craig a happy birthday. And one more thing, let's make that birthday wish of yours that we get the number one pick in the lottery. So we get Mr. Zion Williamson over here. From Duke to go dunk on that snake, Kristaps Porzingis. And that's all I got. Have a great birthday, Craig, and peace. Well, thank you. I don't know who, I mean, they didn't say his name. So thank you. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> and it's great. It's great when pe people are making your birthday wishes for you. <laughs> like, dude, you make your wishes on your fucking birthday, not on my birthday. How do you know what I want? It's true, though. I do want Zion. I mean... But, Craig, if you only had one, like, literally one birthday wish to make for the Knicks, what would it be? Just one birthday wish. You only get one, but it's your wish. It'll come true. What's the one wish that you'd have for the Knicks? I mean, I fucking want that number one lottery pick. That's that's what I want. Okay. Okay. If you I only want, have I one thing, one at. player, that's what I want. All it's right. It's not KD. It's not Kyrie. Because I don't want just one of those guys. I want them both. But I like that. First things first, I want that number one pick. Easy. That's easy, Barry. Good for you. I didn't know how easy it would be. You could have just went for the ring. You could have said, I want a national championship. You, that, that, you could have done that. Or you a could national have said, I championship want KD. For who? I, want, I want a championship. I want a trophy. Oh, an NBA championship. Yeah, the NBA finals. Oh, we don't call that the national championship. That's college. <laughs> Here, check this one out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to wish my boy X a happy birthday. Oh, yeah, X. Happy birthday. It is a hard motherfucking next life. But still, happy birthday to you, my friend. Oh, yeah, X. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Much respect. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that, that's where it ended? <laughs> that's where it ended. Oh, no, short God. and sweet, dude. I mean... First of all, I'm I'm starting to feel like I know that the Macho Man is someone close to me. Really? I could be wrong. It's like a bad horror film. <laughs> <laughs> but he called me his boy. I feel like would would someone who's never met me be like, 
just want to wish a happy birthday to my boy. Yeah, but how great would it feel for that person to like be able to say to you, by the way, I'm Macho Man. I mean, that's going to feel great for him whenever he does do it, if it's somebody that you know. Oh, I know. I was expecting that at some point at the Knicks viewing party. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Man, that Rodney Dangerfield impersonation is still fucking awful, dude. So Oof. You got to put that to bed. Here's another. Yes, hi. I called to wish happy birthday to Craig. I listen every time you guys make a podcast. I love, uh, I love how funny you two are. And I called to say happy birthday to Craig, although I not know what birthday is happy for when Nick's as bad as they are in losing last night to Jazz. But anyway, have a wonderful day, and hopefully Nick's get better soon. Uh, can we stop with the fucking accents, guys? You just call in as yourselves. <laughs> it's not that hard. Then the last one. Not the last one. Here's one more. Make it sound like there's a lot of people calling in. This is all we can squeeze in for tonight, Barry. <laughs> I'll play one more. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, guys? JJ from Long Island. Uh, just want to wish Axe or Craig a very happy birthday. Uh, love the show. Also, KD, without a doubt, is coming next year. He's going to be playing at the Garden. He's going to be part of the Knicks squad. And there's no doubt in my mind that we're in championship contention. All right? There's not even a question in my mind. And I'm excited for it. You know, I'll be at those games. I'll make sure that I'm there. It's been a tough season. It's been a hard Knicks life. I didn't even see the Jazz games, but I know that it was a hard Knicks life. That's it. That's it. JJ from Long Island. That's a new caller, Barry. Yeah, JJ. <laughs> He's confident like me that KD is coming. Yeah, the confidence. I'm so confident KD is coming, I didn't even need to use it as a wish for my birthday. There you go. Essentially, that's what happened. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to waste good. a wish. Like That's like wishing for tomorrow, dude. I know it's fucking coming. Why am I going to wish for KD? He's coming. And well, by the way, thank you for my, my little birthday present you got me last night going to that well, Knicks jazz game. I mean, I don't know if that was a present or a punishment. Right. Because that game was fucking awful. Yeah. I mean, it was, was a great time was, and everything, but right. it was awful. So right. thank you. <laughs> right. You know, I got these tickets a long time ago. I knew it was going to be the, you know, it was the game closest to your birthday. But uh, yeah, man. That was, uh, I mean, they've had some bad losses this year, but yeah, that was up there among among the worst of them. I mean, the games are over before they're even started, and on top of it, fucking half the team is injured. It yeah, was... we, knew, we knew going into the game that Nilakina was still out, Kadeem Allen wasn't going to be playing, Dennis Smith Jr. was still out, Trier was out, you know, so you're, you're staring at Emmanuel Moutier, and it's like, you, even in your head... Just like Fizdale, I'm sure, when you would look at the bench in your head, you're trying to figure out, okay, who do I have to sub in for this guy that can run the point? Dude, I had a lot of shit going on yesterday before the game, so I didn't even realize all the all the guards that were out. Right, you knew and, of uh, a couple, and like and like all of a sudden we hear this we hear this fan behind us yelling, "Put in a point guard! Put in a point guard!" <laughs> and I'm looking at the corner, I'm like, "Oh my god, there's no point guard out there. It's Kevin Knox bringing the ball up." And I'm like, Barry, what the fuck is going on? But uh, put some who's why don't they put in Trier? Or, right. <laughs> and Barry's like, Oh no, Trier's injured. I'm like, All right, so Kadeem Allen. He's like, Kadeem Allen's injured. I'm like, Oh my god. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Uh, yeah, we saw a lot good. of Zonia playing point. It's not good. Bringing up the ball. <laughs> 
I, I never imagined in my wildest dreams the season would be this this bad. No, dude, come on. I mean, they look pathetic. Come on. I don't care how many people are out. I mean, the, the tickets that, that to that game we went to should have been half price because we saw one NBA team out there on the court. Ugh. I mean, it's brutal. And I'm starting to feel bad for them. Like, I'm literally feeling bad, not for the organization, but for the, for the players on the team. All these young guys, it's their first, second year in the league. I feel bad for them. I mean, it's not their fault. Not only are they too green, they're just, they're, they're, they're too, <laughs> they're too unathletic. They're, they're just not, they're not good enough to compete at all. I mean, we saw like these fake things happening at the beginning of the season where they were in games, but you really sit down and look at the bulk of the season for this team, and they are just a horrible team with no talent. And, you know, I feel bad for them. Because right. it's not to say that there's not talent in there, but with this group of guys together so young, I mean, come on, it's no doubt that they're, they're going to end up having one of the worst seasons in Knicks history. Right, and night after night, the games are over before they even get started. And you can just tell, like we've said this, the players know they're going to lose. And they're just like going through the motions out there. I mean, a few of them had good games. Knox had a great game. Dotson played well again. Mitchell finally had a good game. He's been sort of in a slump. Um, but these are good games in really lopsided losses. So I don't even know how much of that matters they're getting all these points in essentially a game full of garbage time like towards the end of that game in the fourth quarter dude i think robinson had a block and then they went down the other end and someone threw him an alley-oop and honestly the garden and i'm impressed with all the knicks fans like it was going nuts in the fourth quarter down 30 for these little highlight plays that aren't even that great and I remember I was, this, I was one of them. I was one of them. I was yeah, cheering. Yeah, me too. Yeah, of I was course. super loud. I mean, come on. That's what we look for, right? That's why we but watch. That shows a lot as Knicks fans that we're, you know, 14-win team. Right? 14 wins? But that's the and, thing. We know this. We know we're a 14-win team. We know that the odds are we're going to lose. We know this. And we still go. And we still watch. Because we want to see these little vignettes, these little highlight plays, the excitement, you know, a first time for, for a rookie player like Robinson or the, the first time Knox does something. That's we why we the, watch. We had that jazz fan behind us who, like, when all of us were cheering these plays, he's screaming, you're losing by 30. You're losing. So fucking what? What are we supposed to sit there in silence? I know. I, wa I so wanted to turn around and have like a discourse with him. But am I really going to do that over like seven rows of people with like this <laughs> lunatic jazz fan that's in the crowd that won't no, shut up for two you don't seconds? Know, you don't know where that's going to go. Yeah, I want to say, no shit. We know we're losing. We, we, we always, we're the worst team in the league. You, you're impressed that your team is up by 30 points against us. We suck. We know we suck. But when I see something good like that happen, damn right, I'm going to cheer for it. Now sit the fuck down, Utah. We got to fucking cheer for something. I was super excited when Robinson got his double-double. I said, like, we were, we were getting excited about that. Yeah, you which always is, want that. Which is, all, which is pathetic, but <laughs> it's the little things in seasons like this. Little things or tall things like Mitchell Robinson. I mean, he had another good night. Like you just said, not only the double-double, but with the blocks. He had three blocks. And how, how great is it? To think about it this way, Knicks fans, that less than 50 days after the Eunice snake was traded, 
The unisnake. I like that. The unisnake. Are, are you coining that right now, the unisnake? So I've heard many people refer to him as snake. I don't know if they've ever referred to him as unisnake. Oh, my God. I might have to do a little Twitter thing where we have a snake with a unicorn coming out of its head. There you go. So anyway, less than 50 days after that unisnake was traded, he lost the Knicks record that he previously held. Because Mitchell Robinson now is 135 blocks on the season, which is a new franchise rookie record. Boom. There you go, Unisnake. Fuck you. That's right. That's right. By the way, with Mitchell's three blocks last night, he is .01 blocks per game away from being second in the league. In yes! The .01. All right. We've been creeping on AD. AD is at 2.44 blocks per game and Mitchell's 2.43. So it's going to happen. That's going to happen. He's not going to catch Miles. Right. But he's catching AD, which right. is a great accomplishment. Yep. I found this really cool stat today. Well, maybe it's maybe this is overblown because I tweeted about it and no one seemed to give a shit. But Mitchell is only the second player ever, second rookie ever, to be on pace to average two plus blocks a game in under 20 minutes a night. Nice. The other one, take a wild guess. Mark Eaton. You probably saw it. Mark Eaton. Fuck you. Mark Eaton. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think we would say Mark Eaton in a podcast? Probably not. By the way, with all the injuries to the for the Knicks last night against the Jazz, you'd think like Frank would be on the precipice of coming back, right? We need him. Chris Eisman wrote an article today that he was possibly going to play against the Denver Nuggets on Friday, depending on how his his practice in the five-on-five went today with the Knicks. And did you hear what happened today? Yeah. Can you believe this shit? It's fucking ridiculous. There's too many injuries on the fucking Knicks, so they didn't even have a full practice. So Fizdale is saying that Frank is still questionable for the Nuggets game. Does anybody, do they not want him to play? What the fuck is going on? There's a there's 10, 10 games left, Barry. 10 Dude, fucking games left. That's what the are they so this. concerned about? Maybe his groin isn't fucking perfect. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Maybe he comes back and he re-injures it. Who gives a fuck? There's 10 games left. I just hit my mic. Probably fucked the whole thing up, but I don't care. Ten games left. What is the risk? Barry, what is the risk? Do you understand what's going on? Do they just not want to see him ever play for the Knicks again? Is that what's happening? It, it must be. It must be, Craig. That's the only thing that makes sense. Because, yeah, why, you could fucking ease him in. Come on. He knows if he can handle it. So it's not a five on five. You've seen this guy in practice anyway doing other shit. It's been since January. All right. Do you it's see fucking these March. fucking Do you see these fucking games out there, Barry? What's the difference between playing in a five-on-five five scrimmage in practice and playing in a five-and-five five blowout that counts? It, What's the fucking dude, difference? It's another sorry excuse to send this to send this this DNP freaking consecutive string that he's got going another day. It's crazy. This has got to be the longest groin injury in the history of the NBA. I don't understand what Yo, it is. Congrats, Frank Nilakina, for picking up that NBA record. Two fucking months he's been out. It was such a gruesome injury, by the way. No one even realized he was injured. <laughs> and the Knicks are in no rush to bring him back. No. I don't know if they're trying to keep his trade value from Dude. dropping any further than it has. 
or the, writing, the writing's they, on the wall. It, it must be. It must be. They're in absolutely no fucking rush to get him back. You know that there's limited games left on the schedule. It's uh, they, they, their minds made up. I don't know where he's going. I don't know who wants him, but but he's gone. It's driving me crazy. Ten games left in the season. Congratulations, Knicks fans. We are 39 games behind the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks. 39 that, games. That's it? I would have I could have sworn we were 40. <laughs> wow, that's good. By the way, we're so far in the cellar, and I pay so little attention to the teams up at the top that I didn't even realize Milwaukee has the best record in the NBA. Mm. Until I try until I looked up to see how far away we were from them. And they've been sitting there almost all season. Have they? I, I'm, I'm clueless to it. Yeah. But we are three games up in the tank standing, so with 10 games to go, it looks like we've pretty much secured that spot. I can't see that going away. No. No way. Did you see one of the top pick, one of the top guys a lot of Knicks fans want besides Zion is John Morant? Did you see yes. what he did in the tournament today? Yeah, that dunk that he had and then kind of... S- Oof. Swung over onto, over that, that guy. And then he also had the first triple-double in the NCAA tournament in like seven years or something like that. That's crazy, too. He had like 17, 11, and 10 maybe? or I don't know. doesn't fucking matter, but he was awesome. Got me thinking a little bit about next year, right? Like, you know, this whole KD, Kyrie, will we get Zion? Will we not get Zion? Tommy from Chicago had some great ideas he thought we should talk about. So, you know what? Since they were so good, I think we should talk about them, and I'm giving Tommy credit. One is, with all this shit that's gone on with Kyrie this year, right? Jaw's great. I think we're all excited about him as a possibility if we don't get Zion. But we might not even need Jaw if we can get Kyrie and KD, right? Right. But do we, with everything that's gone on with Kyrie, with the whole leadership in Boston, just the mood of that team, you know, everything that went on with him and LeBron, Kyrie forcing his way out of Cleveland, there's obviously something going on with his character and leadership. And then you add on to that his injury history with his knee. He's not the healthiest of players. Like, is that a concern for Knicks fans? Should that be a concern for us? Should it be a concern he's never led a team on his own? Should that be a concern, BD? Look, let me tell you a little story. Oh, story time. Is this the story you you told me that might happen? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, here we go, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen. My, My cousin Kyle... Right? Oh, yeah. He used to work for Starbucks, all right? He didn't get along with any of his coworkers. He didn't like them. They didn't like him. And it's not like he was a bad worker. He was a lot of people. And now he owns a Starbucks, a successful Starbucks? No, no, no. But but he he was great. (laughs) Everybody loved him, right? Well, look, he finally had enough being there, right? He had enough. And it wasn't even just the people he worked with. It was the location. It wasn't anywhere near his hometown. Everybody loved him or everyone hated him? No, everybody loved him. They thought he was like one oh. of the best baristas. Not even at just Starbucks. At like all of the coffee places. He was like the best. Or one so the of people the best. he worked with hated him. People he worked with hated him. He didn't like them. But all the customers loved him. Customers loved him. Right. 
But but let me just say something. Like like I said, this place wasn't even near his hometown. He had to commute there. And like the customers, they were a bunch of dumbasses. Okay? Probably like the worst customer base you've ever seen. So anyway, he left that Starbucks and he got a job at Dunkin' Donuts. Now some would say that's a step down, you know, with Starbucks being all prestige. But but remember, Dunkin' Donuts was was number one once, okay? And he was determined to be a leader there. Just because everything just felt right. He got along with his co-workers there, had no problem. He even became the manager because he was such a good leader there. All right. Now, the moral of this story <laughs> okay. is that if Kyle can change because of his environment and past mistakes, then so can Kyrie. That's the moral. This okay? is the story. That was the big story. So we're Dunkin' Donuts. The Knicks are Dunkin' Donuts. The Knicks are Dunkin' Donuts. There's orange in there, right? And the Starbucks is, is, is the Celtics, right? That's green. Okay. All right. You with me? I'm with you. It's just not a good fit for him there. You know, it's he's not coming back fit. to New York. Okay. And hopefully, you know, he's going to restore some pride in this city with our Knicks team. He's going to be one of the pieces. Hopefully one of the three pieces. Listen, you know, on top of that, I don't, I think that all those things are concerning. That's why I would not, I would never just want Kyrie on on his own right right oh right because you also brought right. up the injury thing which yes which i didn't work that into my story i should have said that fucking kyle bumped his leg on a fucking coffee grinder but is that I true no no all right <laughs> but um but yeah the, the, that worries me the injury thing which is why yeah i wouldn't want him on his own you don't want him as the number one i don't want him no. as the number one i don't want Kyrie and then some lesser free agent right too much but of a kd liability. and Kyrie together is a different mm. story Oh, yeah. Kyrie's struggling right now. Kyrie and Boston are struggling right now. Maybe be, because Kyrie can't be the number one guy. And he doesn't have that much help. There's really no other superstar on that team. Like maybe a fucking Celtics fan would say Al Horford, but give me a break. Superstar? Come on. Like there's really no other superstar on that team. I like Al Horford as much as anybody. He's no superstar. You're right. Obviously, Kyrie excelled with LeBron, with LeBron leading the way in Cleveland. And I think that the same could be said of KD, with KD in New York. Like, we know KD can lead. We know what he's done. They've both won championships. Kyrie hit big shots with Cleveland. They probably wouldn't have won that one without him. With KD as the number one and Kyrie as the number two, yeah, it gives you a little safety net if Kyrie gets hurt. We don't need him to be have the utmost character. He can just follow the way of Durant. So it's not, it's not concerning for me as far as bringing Kyrie as the number two guy on the team. Now, the other question is what happens? We're all, especially me, I'm like banking on getting KD and Kyrie. But what is the backup plan if for whatever reason, and I've heard this of late that that if there's any two guys who might sort of go back on, let's say they gave the Knicks their word, they're coming if there's any two guys that might go back on that and at the last minute be like, oh, fuck it, I'm not signing this. I'm just going to go to the Lakers with LeBron or whatever. It's KD and Kyrie. Right, just for shits and giggles. Right, like maybe they're just not the most reliable people. Committed. And New York is a scary place, Barry. It's it's intimidating. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, do, do do they do they have this insecurity in the back of their mind that they're that they can't be bigger than New York? 
that New York is going to outshine them, that they can't live up to the lights, the hype. Right. So and what nobody, nobody's asking them to either. You know, it's just we, we just want you to play here. You know, come no, we don't have to win. it. I don't even we don't need to win a championship when you're here. Just make us good again. Make us good again. Good. Good. That's the bar is so fucking low. It's on the ground. You just have to pick it up completely. I mean, and you you, you put that, you know, you put it in contrast with Nick's history. You, it literally is at the lowest. I mean, there's no way they're winning another three games this year. <laughs> they're going to go down as the worst team in history. But let's so, say yeah. Kate. Let's say KD and Kyrie. How about that, Axe? You gonna let from... me get this fucking question out at some point? <laughs> All right, you go. All right. How about Kate? What happens if Katie and Kyrie back away from this whole thing? This whole commitment we've heard they've made. Right. What is the backup plan mm. for the Knicks? Do we build through the draft and just continue this misery and this slow rebuild, which we're just getting fucking started, by the way? Or do we go after, are there other free agents we would go after? I mean, those are basically the two options, right? Yep. Do you have a backup plan as far as signing any free agents or acquiring any stars to, you know, speed up this rebuild or this turnaround? Or would you prefer to stick through the draft? See that, that that's the problem because you sign somebody on that second tier level, right? That's that that's clearly below a Kawhi or a Kyrie or a KD, um, you know, or Clay Thompson. Even I'll, I'll throw him up there at that upper echelon that I would love to have. Um, but yeah, any of these other guys, I don't think it's a speed up process because I don't think it's enough to get you where you need to go. And ultimately, it's going to really suspend or, or it's it's going to extend this rebuild and, and it basically throws away the rebuild because you put all your money into those guys who are going to want, you know, multi-year deals. You're not getting this money back for a while. It really limits you. So it's a, it's a tough spot. I don't, I wouldn't want to be in that position as Scott Perry and Steve Mills. You know, if, if KD passes, I don't know what I would want to do. I like the rebuild process. I really do. And if we can secure like another, you know, just a couple of guys to fill up the roster and go through another year and then get another top pick after this one, as great as that sounds, the long team, it's also tough to deal with. It's like Chinese water torture getting through these seasons like that. So, yeah, I mean, I got my fingers crossed as hard as I can <laughs> that that KD thing happens, even if Kyrie doesn't come with him and it's somebody else. I'll take that. But I would love to have Kevin Durant. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Would you... I mean, I think I know your answer. I think you you would take the rebuild, even if yeah, well, it means here, forfeiting anybody. I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, I, there's no way that I'm gonna. I want fucking like Chris Middleton to be one of our max free agents. I mean, there's other guys that I would sign other than KD and Kyrie if we had the opportunity. I just don't know. We've we've heard so much about KD and Kyrie. Like, but I would love to have Kawhi. Right. You know, See, here's here's. Would the thing. I want Jimmy Butler? Maybe not. Would I want Clay Thompson? Yeah. Is he probably staying in Golden State? Probably. But beyond like those few got those those handful of guys, no, I wouldn't sign. I wouldn't give anyone else all, any max money. I would. You got to wait until the right players are available. By the way, Barry, I had an idea today. Let me ask you a question because we've talked about this before. We've talked about how if we got Katie and Kyrie, would we then trade? you know, all our young guys away for Anthony Davis to create a, like a super big three. And that would be a super fucking big three. Better than maybe any other big three out there. 
And we've said, I think we've both agreed, and a lot of Knicks fans, I think, feel this way, that no, we would want to keep whoever we get, you know, keep our top pick this year, whoever that's going to be, keep Knox, keep Mitchell, keep Dennis Smith, keep all these guys, and pair and combine them with KD and Kyrie. We'd rather do that, because you basically have a team for now and the future, right? Right. But what happens, let me ask you this, what happens, actually two scenarios... First of all, if we if we can't get KD and Kyrie for whatever reason, would you consider trading a bunch of those guys to get Anthony Davis without KD and Kyrie as a way to get Anthony Davis on the team and then maybe then you could lure a Kawhi or someone else to join Anthony Davis because you already have him. Would you consider that if we can't get KD and Kyrie? No. No, that, you would want to stick. You'd want to stick through with the rebuild. I feel it's a backwards way of doing shit. I, 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 I like the plan better. Even if somebody does want Anthony Davis to get the other guy first, and then lure Anthony Davis here. Um, but I do like the first thing that you presented, which is what we had talked about before about yeah, keeping these young guys. And there's a sense of pride in that. You know, it's not all. KD and Kyrie, although they're doing the heavy lifting. It's, we're also got these guys in the background that hopefully are going to stick around. They're going to fulfill that bench, be the role players, be the guys coming off the bench to um, to bring this team to the promised land. But again, I don't think we're that close to that yet. Um, so, I mean, it would be amazing to see what KD and Kyrie's impact actually has on this team because we got to see some development. I mean, it's a slow process for these guys, except for Mitchell Robinson, who's you know, exceeding expectations, and it's just on his own his own timeline over there. For everybody else, it's a little slow going, and 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 hopefully it does progress, and it doesn't just get stuck in the mud like Nilakina. All right, let me pose this one for you now. Are you ready? Yeah. KD and Kyrie are getting a little nervous about coming to to be. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, this is awkward. What's up? Hey, Dad. I'm good. I'm actually recording the podcast right now. <laughs> but I know you're calling. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> all right. Love you. Bye. Oh, well, happy birthday. What, he miss well, you all day? Happy birthday from my dad. Yeah, all day. Okay, very nice. Got, got, all day to, got all day to call, and then he calls while we're doing this. The one hour we're doing this for. Right. <laughs> um. So KD and Kyrie. I'm going to leave that in the fucking show, by the way. KD yeah. and Kyrie are getting a little nervous about coming to the big old scary New York City that no one ever wants to come to. Right. What if trading for Anthony Davis on like draft night or, you know, because maybe we get a top a top two top two or three pick. What if trading for Anthony Davis is what KD and Kyrie need to convince them to come to a 14-win New York Knicks team? Would you then be open to that now i can give you a yes then i would do it if it ensures me getting kd and kyrie and now you're telling me i got those big three on my team yes that may be what's about to go down it de- yeah i mean it's gonna ultimately it's gonna depend on new orleans obviously and and what they see that they that they want to go forward with because they're going to get offers you know? I'm wondering if the Knicks do end up with Zion or number two or number three. Well, 
And Listen. they're not would not they're not 100% certain they're going to get Katie and Kyrie cuz you never fucking know. Even if they've been told that you never know in the NBA and what goes on. Do you remember when DeAndre Jordan signed a deal? I don't even remember with who. I think it was was it Dallas to leave the Clippers. And it was done. Everyone was reporting it. And then the Clippers and Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, they they like staked him out at his house and convinced him to, they like locked him in a room and wouldn't let him leave until he agreed to stay. Anything can happen. But if Chris, if Scott Perry and Steve Mills have any doubt, they might just go after AD just as a as that first piece to guarantee, to guarantee that they can sign KD and Kyrie. Well, I guarantee. You guarantee you, what? I guarantee you this. If it does happen, if some you know crazy thing happens and we next season have AD and KD and Kyrie, you're only having that trifecta for one year. I don't care what happens that season. I don't care if you win a title. I don't care if you don't make the playoffs. I don't care if you get to the second round of the playoffs. That Those three coexisting for more than one season, not happening. AD will play out that one year that he's got left, and he's going to move elsewhere. Or one of the other guys are going to split up. But no way those three personalities are going to last. Whether somebody doesn't like not having the spotlight and being number one, or whether... You know, somebody who just wants to be a different market. Somebody just jumped on this train for that one year and wants to go elsewhere. No way that's lasting. That's not. Why the, why the fuck do you have to ruin this before it even happens? Listen, listen. Well, at least we'll have next year to enjoy. And it's not, that's not to say that <laughs> the are, team's going to go to shit after is, that happens. This is fucking miserable, Barry. It's not, it's not a bad thing. I'm just You're saying already it's not burning the whole thing down before it even happens. Listen, I'm not. I'm not even saying it's gonna. It's gonna explode or implode during the season. But once that season ends, yeah, things are gonna get shifted around. It's not sustainable, which is fine. I mean, we see teams break up after a year. You know, the, the landscape of the NBA is constantly changing. We know this, and that's Listen, fine, do you, dude. We, you cannot. Uh, this is ridiculous. even knowing we can't that. Though, give up all those players if it's gonna end in a dude, year. First of all, they're gonna sign. Even it, knowing that, I would. I would give them up. For Even one year? That, for one year, yes. And then Hell chances no. are I'm going to have at least two of that trifecta staying. Yeah, I take that. Hell no. All right, guys. We're going to end it there on that misery. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. Follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. What else can they do? They can call us. Leave us a voicemail, man. 516-33-MESH-1. You guys are getting so good at this, at calling us. It took so long, but finally, Oh, we got some happening. consistency. We got some consistent callers. We've got new people calling in every week. The Hard Nick's Light army is growing. It's like, now it's like this big. I've got Vera very, I'm doing a very... Something with my hands, that means it's not that, that big, but it's getting bigger. <laughs> All right, upcoming schedule, Barry. 10 upcoming games left. Upcoming schedule. What, what's today's date again? 21st. Are you fucking kidding? 21st. How great is it saying the date on your birthday? I wanted to give that to you. That, that was I don't another understand. little present to you. You don't like that? No. Saying the date when it's actually your birthday? Nope. Oh, you're on your it's a, it's own. It's a nice thing. <laughs> It's a great feeling. Anyway, All right. I love saying that on my birthday. So anyway, Friday night is Denver, and then Sunday, L.A. 
Both games at home, continuing this homestand. I'll be there on Sunday at the Clippers game. Hopefully it's not another beatdown like it was the last time they faced them. So it was Sunday, last Sunday for the Lakers, and this Sunday against the Clippers. Is that right? That is right, yeah. 12 o'clock home games. All right, guys, remember, you can subscribe to our show. Please subscribe. It's very important. Don't just find us every time. Subscribe. It makes a big difference. We're available on iTunes. See, I did it. We said we weren't going to do that. I'm doing it. Everyone knows. We're, dude, we're available everywhere that podcasts are available. Subscribe wherever you like to listen. Well, better at the end than the beginning of the show if you're going to say it. Right. Visit our Patreon website, patreon.com backslash hardnickslife. Anything else you got, Barry? No. I got nothing else. There you go. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.